Welcome to episode 14, Asshole. <laughs> that is the title that Nicole just said a few minutes ago to me, because I couldn't remember what number, and she said 14, Asshole, so welcome to episode 14, Asshole. My name is Patsy the Angry Nerd. I am joined by the aforementioned Ironborn, Defender of the Realm, Thrower of Downs, Agent Nicole. Yay! Awesome. Shut up, major asshole. Yeah. I'm surrounded by assholes. assholes. Gunner's <laughs> mate, first class, Philip Asshole. I'm surrounded by assholes. All right, yeah. come on. Unbelievable. I am joined also, as well, in addition to Agent Nicole, <laughs> who is uh, staring at animal videos with uh, Ashes Von Nightmare. She is totally invested in the show this week. But we are joined, as always, by our producer extraordinaire, the man with the velvet voice. His name is Johnny Wolfenstein. I traded in this week for dark chocolate. I hope that's okay with you guys. Oh, yeah. Is it sexual chocolate? Oh, we're talking about that later. Oh, yes, that's true. Oh, nice segue that I didn't know that I did inadvertently. We are also joined, coming back for a second consecutive week to help talk about uh, our, our characters... You guys need to settle down. Put the phones away, children. Look at this kitty. Look at how he's so Yeah, that's great. We're recording a show right now. So we are joined, coming back for the second week in a row, by Trick or Treat Radio mainstay. He is the glue that holds together the gears of Trick or Treat Radio. His name is Michael Ravenshadow. Bombaleo, Patsy. Yay. Thank you for doing the intro for me, Sam. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Nicole had to cover for me at work last week, and she is still recovering. It's uh, been a while. So I'm here too, douchebag. I did and, mention you already. Okay, you were too busy talking about cats and looking. Oh, look at he's so mushy. Look at the kitty. Oh, he's a mushy kitty. What's a mushy kitty? He was so cute. And so maybe it? if you had paid attention, you would have heard me introduce asshole. you. Hey, asshole! Shut up. So and. This week, we are joined again by the wonderful Mrs. Ashes from Nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. Who loves kitties? That kitty was so smooshy. You, you did say it. I did say you it. did say it. I know. When we listen back to it, you'll be like, oh, I'm here, too. Why didn't you talk about me? Why do I sound like, <laughs> like the little dude on the island of Misfit Toys? Okay. Nobody wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Nobody wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Well, speaking of uh, Misfits, we're not talking about Misfits today. We are actually talking about the show that premieres tomorrow on Ooh. Netflix. So you're going to need to binge watch the shit out of this. And we're going to provide oh, you will. with a little bit Me of too. background on this character. We are talking, of course, about Luke Cage. Oh. Sweet also, Christmas. Also known as Power Man, but not Power Man 5000. That is a different guy. That is Spider Zombie. So but they were, It's my favorite band. There you go. And they were named after Power Man. Yeah. Just like Nicolas Cage took his name Cage from uh, Luke Cage. Do you no, know that? I did not know that. I know he's a big, big comic book nerd. Well, it's the thing. His last name is, uh, is Coppola. Um, yeah, I And if you that. see Fast Times at Regiment High, it's Nicolas Coppola. Mm-hmm. But he, he didn't want nepotism. So mm-hmm. Cage is from, is from uh, your boy Lucas. Oh. Nice. That's a flashback. And he eliminated one of his uh, enemies when he killed Ghost Rider. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do... 
and unusual getting into character well, segment today. Can I today. give Raven Shadow some questions first before we do? I it? didn't get to finish my sentence. Hold on a second. So after Nicole does her getting into character questions for Mr. Raven Shadow, we actually have some getting into character questions that we requested from from uh, you listeners out there, and we are going to answer those. So. Why don't you go ahead and uh, stop interrupting for one second and take your turn to ask Michael Ravenshadow some getting into character questions there, Agent Nicole. Okay, asshole. <laughs> Watch some cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ravenshadow, yes. are you ready for your questions? I am roaring ready and rock steady. Can I just point out that Nicole's handwriting is perfection. Roaring no. ready and rock steady. <laughs> So number one is kind of a two-parter. If you became a superhero or a villain, what would your name be? Who would be your enemy? And what would your greatest uh, great strengths and weaknesses would be? All right. So if I was a superhero or supervillain, what Mm -hmm. would my code name be? Um, It would be... Black Lung. (laughs) (laughs) I am here. The Black Lung is here. (laughs) (laughs) Put him down. (laughs) Leave that kid alone. (laughs) (sighs) I walked from the car. (sighs) No, I would be Galactic Shadow. Okay. All right. Would you be a hero or a villain? Michael Galactic Michael Galactic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'd be omnipotent. Um, <laughs> You'd be impotent. I don't want shut up, Patsy. You asshole. Okay? <laughs> Damn it! Let Nicole talk. Yeah, uh, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I kind of be chaotic good. Yeah, Ooh. why not? Change it up for a bit. Diversify. Yeah. And what was the last one? Um, who would be your enemy, and what would your greatest strength be and weakness? All right. Uh, my enemy would probably be Dynamo Mars. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, if we meet again, <laughs> sobriety. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, weakness, I probably would have three. It would be hangovers. Um, pizza. Ooh, and the inability to finish pizza. And surprise traffic stops. Right. And, and cardio. Yeah, it's fuck, fuck cardio. <laughs> I'd be a flawed, chaotic, galactic shadow. <laughs> That's what I'd be. I like that. Thank you. All right, I think number we got our two. episode title. <laughs> I know. I think. Okay. Second question: What accomplishment are you most proud of? Uh, Two hundred and sixteen episodes on Trick or Treat Radio, and everyone's still alive. Ah, that's a good one. Well, you did miss the one where you called in f- with the dogs and the trains. That's, but, yeah, <laughs> it's fair. That's a weird show. <laughs> oh, no, almost all of I'm the third longest run. How was that? Well, speaking of Trick or Treat Radio, your third question is: Why don't you watch any of the films on the show? You don't have to watch the films, Nicole. Okay, you just have to show up and say Bambaleo and <laughs> smoke butts. I'm doing a lot better. Thank you, though. Yeah, I'm you trying. are. After I'm the two hundredth episode, you've gotten better. My intervention has worked. Uh, thanks to the efforts of you know uh, Jeremy McFarlane, Rocky, and Slay Goth. I'm uh, on First a good time, path. Michael. First time, Mike. So no. And now, uh, and now he's pissed because he doesn't. He hasn't liked any of the movies, really. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> There's so many movies I wish I stopped watching. It, it, it really sucks. Like I could have watched it, Jessica Jones, like we talked about last week. Yeah. But no, I watched that fucking... Don't watch The Neon Demon. Yeah. Aesthetically, it looks do beautiful. Do watch it. I plan on watching it. I, I do, just, too. You know. 
I know not everybody was pleased with the uh, the outcome, but yeah, I think I'll, I'll check it out. All right, your fourth question: Which of the seven dwarves is most like you? Smoky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there a wheezy? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, at this point in my life, probably grumpy. <laughs> at this point, at this, in this current era, um, ask me again in about five months, it might change. All right. And your last question: What is on a Michael Raven Shadows pizza? Ooh. Currently in the fridge right now is a uh, pepperoni and black olive. Ooh, ooh, sounds good. You do love your black olives. I like my black olives. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Raven Shadow, for coming back and answering the questions. And all right, Patsy, the those, asshole. Those were really good questions. Thank you. Yeah, they were all right. So, don't be an asshole. Our our listener, uh, Riku, who is a, a, a frequent contributor to the show, uh, helped us with our. Uh, listener appreciation uh, double feature has uh, sent in as uh, Nicole requested some getting into character questions. I didn't even see them. I didn't know we had questions. You know, and it's funny because we both have access to the email, but apparently I'm the only one that gets them. Well, I don't know how that works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I do work. Yeah, I work at the same place as you. Yeah, but I do like more work. <laughs> Impossible. Yeah, whatever. All right. So, uh, I have. These questions kind of lead into each other, and uh, we do have a special question at the end for Mr. Johnny Wolfenstein. Ooh. Ooh. So uh, he says, uh, I did some getting into character questions for you two. If they're terrible, feel free to omit them, but I think these are actually excellent questions, so I'm going to start off. Okay. Uh, He asks if I would prefer getting psychic powers or key powers, and I have always been a huge fan of psychic powers i really think you know characters like uh you know, uh gene gray professor x mm-hmm. the ability to move stuff with your mind um uh, you know get into people's heads like that's that's amazing so yeah. i'm gonna go with uh psychic powers what's i'm sorry what's key powers uh i think dragon ball z gathering of energy expelling of energy okay uh it's also <clears throat> referred to as chi i was gonna say like chi yeah, yeah same thing yeah all right. what allows <clears throat> dragons to fly now it depends on the dragon. Like, you know, I've seen, you know, very large dragons with small wings that are still able to get airborne. You know, obviously, if a large dragon has wings, you know, I'm staring at uh, Ghidra, the three-headed headed monster, uh, little action figure guy here on the, on the desk, you know, and he's got large wings. So that, you know, obviously would enable him to fly. But I'm thinking that, you know, as a dragon is a mythical, mystical creature, you know, there is uh, some amount of magic to it. I mean, especially if you look at, say, a Chinese dragon, which traditionally do not have wings. Um, you know, there's a, an element of magic and, you know, and, and uh, enchantment that goes along with uh, the ability. I mean, the same thing, you know, look at uh, uh, superheroes that can fly without wings. You know, I remember the X-Men cartoon where Rogue and Angel cross paths and Angel looks at her and says, how can you fly without wings? And she's like, I don't know. I just do it. Right or on uh, Namor, little tiny baby wings on yeah, his feet. Yeah, he's got those little little, little uh, Mercury Mercury yeah. uh, wings on his feet. Yeah, so I think that's that's uh, that's my answer for that one. So uh, who is my favorite anti-hero? Oh, that's easy. That's Deadpool. Uh, I would say uh, Wolverine and Punisher come in close second because I do like the characters who. Uh, do finish off their enemies. Ooh. See, I mean, as, <laughs> as much as I, uh, yeah, I mean, that, um, you know, whatever you're into. <laughs> as much as I love Batman, 
Uh, I feel like he his problem is like you know a lot of his a lot of his his uh, his storylines involve you know people breaking out of Arkham or breaking out of Blackgate or breaking out of Iron Heights or you know. Uh, What's the other one? Bloodhaven? Bloodhaven. Uh, Bell Reeve. Bell Reeve. Bell Reeve was in the squad. But t- as an assigned, though, keep in mind, he might not like bust a slug in somebody, but he did put the KG Beast in a wall and cemented him. Um, That's true. And, and he's kind of left people fallen or tied to trains. Um, you know, why he might not actually go for the kill. He's kind of walked away a couple times. Right, but... Uh... He is responsible for hundreds and thousands of deaths because if he had just, you know, like, oh, here's a Joker. Oh, I shot him in the face. Oh, look, the Penguin. I snapped his neck. Oh, Two-Face. I ran him over with the Batmobile. And then you're done. You're like, yeah. You don't have to worry about it anymore. But then what's he going to do? Just sit around and be a billionaire? I mean, that wouldn't suck. But, you know. What do you, what do you use his bat funds to get better locks? That's true. That's true. Um, he could also, I don't know... Maybe invest back into the city so, you know, it's not such a shitty place to live. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe fix the train he wrecked. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, Lex Luthor rebuilt Gotham after the uh, earthquake. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm a billionaire, too. I think I will use this to go punch the uh, criminally insane in the face. It's a lot more charities he could do. Yeah. You know, he could do a lot. Maybe he's got the Wayne Foundation, but, you know, and he's got the orphanage. Yeah. But, you know, uh, so that's that one. Uh, you're given a chance to choose a birthmark for your descendants. What do you leave them with and where? Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, I would say I would... Uh, what does that look for? Are you looking at cats again? She's just making sure you you're leave a good, good thing. I would say um, if I had my way, as some of you know, I am a, a practicing gray Jedi, so I would use the... Uh, the the Jedi, uh, the winged lightsaber uh, type uh, insignia. Okay. And that would be on uh, the back shoulder blade, left or right, you know, depending. That's Hold what on. I would do. How about you, Ashes? This what question isn't for her, though. Can you stop? No. She's giving you looks, and I want her. She always gives me looks. I want to know her answer. Oh, we're not having kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> Way to contribute to the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what elemental ability would you give your co-host, Agent Nicole? Elemental. Uh, I don't know. Like, if you were cool right now, like, if you hadn't been yelling at me, I would have said, like, you know, control over the earth. But now I think I'm going to give you wind power because... No, you know what? Elemental... You know, you know who had elemental powers? Captain Planet. You get heart. <laughs> you don't get earth, wind, water, or fire. You get heart. Hey, Ashes, do you have a machete around? We have several at home, including one that we used to cut our wedding cake. So, Ooh. Nicole, you have uh, a few getting into character questions. Okay. Which do you prefer, swords or whips? <laughs> Um, swords. Okay. What is the best arcade game? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with Pac-Man. Okay. You are allowed to guard one ancient artifact that you can feel free to make up. 
that you will have to pass on to your descendants. What is that artifact? It could be real, like, say, the Spear of Longinus. <laughs> or it could be... <laughs> Does nobody know what the Spear of Longinus is? No. The Spear of Longinus is the sword, or the spear, that uh, pierced Christ's side and was actually sought after by the Nazis because, according to legend, it is uh, if whoever obtains this, it grants instant victory to your armies. I thought it was called the Spear of Destiny. The same thing. No, but you, mine's easy to say, though. <laughs> I fucking knew what that but, but was. But what you were saying sounds like something that you need to take medicine to get rid of. Longinus? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Doctor, uh, listen, um, I got Longinus. What if it rains, my Longinus be acting up? <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, that's okay. what the Spear of Longinus is, you know. But, uh, yeah, so the, your question is what artifact you know maybe it's excalibur maybe it's you know i was actually thinking of excalibur i would guard that would you melt them down and make them into revolvers to shoot you maybe (laughs) clearly you haven't read the dark tower no i haven't patrick i fucking work i don't have time to read anything at the moment you read comic books because it was for our lovely podcast we're not talking about the dark towers yet yet yeah. Don't worry, Slagoth. It's coming. Um, That's give what he said. me a mutant ability. Hmm. I think I want to do the ability to turn into John Ham. <laughs> oh, I love John Ham. Right? He's so awesome. Oh, Donald um, Draper. I was gonna say I might do something like Black Bolt from the Inhumans. And oh, just, so I can't speak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give ashes some, you know, time. I would, I would appreciate that as well. Yeah. yeah, but what happens if I drop something on my foot and I yell and I just like destroy half of the East Coast? But you only get one mutant ability, and yeah, like I would. So drop limited telepath. You can't speak. So shut up. Next question, please. Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> so, which is better, talking to animals or understanding every language? Understanding all the languages. Okay. That's what, that would be mine. Now, the special question for Mr. Johnny Wolfenstein. Name the super team for the now elemental-powered and mutant Patsy. Elemental-powered Nicole and mutant Patsy. I got... What? Name the <laughs> super team? Yeah. <laughs> now, she's, she's got the elemental power of heart, and I have uh, the inability to speak and only, uh, only through so telepathy. So the, te- the team name? What would our team name be? Uh, the blind leading the blind. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> the canceled. <laughs> so there's uh, there's your answers, Riku. Thank uh, you for the wonderful questions. Riku says uh, much love and hashtag Team Throwdown Thursday. Yay! That's the first one of those we got. So I thank know. you very much. So I think now's a, a good time to uh, start going of, for a break. Yeah. So we'll we'll head to a break, and when we come back. Uh, you know, get out your your stockings and and your get ready uh, for some sweet Christmas. That's right, and we'll be talking about Luke Cage. Do you love a scary story? Do you love to dance? The big scary monster haunts at midnight is a collection of dark songs about sex, love, death, revenge, and the end of the world. Brought to you by the world's Monster Hunting, Electro Shock Band, The Dead Eggs. 
Worcester, Massachusetts, a barren wasteland of dull. But in October, that changes forever. The 14th through the 16th, the Deadites will be in attendance at the Rock and Shock Horror Convention. Come hang out with the Deadites and the stars of Trick or Treat Radio all weekend long. But that's not all. On October 15th at the Cove Music Hall, the Deadites headline an all-star night of dance music and ghoulish getting down. Worcester will never be the same. And we are back. Oh, I hope you didn't miss us too much. Nicole, you have to speak into the microphone if you want folks to hear you. Yay. There you go. So this week, you know, going along with our theme of the last uh, week and this week of, uh, you know, characters that are part of, uh, you know, Marvel's uh, television universe, the, uh, the character we spoke about last week Jessica Jones correlates directly to Luke Cage because, as we mentioned, they uh, they end up getting married and they have themselves a youngin. And uh, <clears throat> Luke Cage has almost as dark a history as uh, Jessica Jones does, except they came out in two very different eras. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven Shadow, why don't you give us a little uh, little background on what was going on, like where uh, where uh, John Ramita Senior and uh, and uh, Archie um, Goodwin, yeah, uh, <clears throat> where they got their uh, their inspiration from to create this character. Well, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, my God, um, I think it. The exact origin, uh, I'm not sure, but I would assume it came from the more like black exploitation roots of the 70s. Some of the, um, you know, you know, uh, the more things. Blackula. Yeah, Blackula. Shaft. Um, Shaft, Richard Roundtree, you know, um, that sort of thing. I think what's interesting is that um, while T'Challa, the Black Panther, is the first, you know, black um, uh, superhero, Luke Cage was the first, at least African-American superhero um that that debuted um and you know had the story of the uh arrested for a crime he didn't commit in prison and of course when you're in prison they always volunteer you to potentially get powers in an experiment yeah that's that's the way it works that's how prisons always work exactly um so he ended up getting out of prison and forming his own hero for hire business where he'd get paid to do good good deeds and that was actually the uh, his first appearance was Hero for Hire number one in Correct. 1978, and he was uh, originally you know he was not powered you know like you said you know he was volunteered for a, a prison experiment, yep. and you know while he was in prison you know he spent a lot of time in solitary confinement because you know the warden was corrupt some of the guards were corrupt you know even some of the inmates you know when we when we first get introduced to Luke Cage. He is, uh, he's, you know, in solitary confinement. There's a guard who, uh, I believe his name is Quirt. And he, uh, he's a real asshole. <laughs> you know, he really is. Because um, this, this comic is coming on the, the, the heels of 
you know, the civil rights movement, and like you said, you know, the the uh, you know the black exploitation uh, films that have been coming out because this is you know 1971. You know, this is you know not too far removed from you know, like I said, you know, the 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 uh, the civil rights movement and everything that went along with that. You know, obviously we're not going to get into detail with that, but right. um, read he, a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google it. It's out there. He was a character, or is a character. I mean, he's gone, you know, he's undergone some changes over the years, but he was, you know, and you can definitely tell, like, reading some of this old stuff, you know. Sure. You know, the language that they use, you know, like, you know, shut your jive mouth. Right, turkey. Jive turkey, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, shit yeah. like that. You know, but he was uh, essentially the same character he is now. He is a strong, uh, moral uh, person. I mean, he did some bad things. But he did bad things because he was with his friend, and his friend, you know, they they kind of they were close, and they started off doing petty crimes, and then they got, you know, more and more uh, dark. Yep. You know, including you know some potential murders, but a lot of uh, they they attracted the attention of some rival gangs, and of course, you know, as was the theme for you know this time period, what what you know happened to these guys? You know, a woman, right? And a woman got between them. You know, and and you know, one of his friend thought that his woman was, you know, yeah, he was in a coma, and uh, you know that seems to be a theme with these types of characters. You know, everybody goes into a coma, and while they're in a coma, all this, you know, people are living their lives around them. Sure. And you know, because of their mutual care and concern, you know, her name was Riva. She ended up starting a relationship with Luke Cage, and. Uh, you know, that's when he got framed. You know, his I'm drawing a blank on his friend's name. I know you're talking about and that. Is, unfortunately, I am blanking on as well. Uh, um, but he he framed he framed Luke Cage. You know, yep. planted drugs in his apartment. You know, so he went away to prison, and you know the guards were supposed to just you know beat him into submission if the inmates didn't do it first, and he just he wouldn't give in. You know, and uh, the new warden shows up unannounced. Locks court in the uh, solitary confinement yeah. for ten minutes with Luke Cage gives him a chance to vent his frustration, so to speak, because Cage refused to raise a hand to the guards because those are the guards. I'm not going to give in to the satisfaction, give the in to them, give them the satisfaction of seeing that I've lost my cool and they can't get to me. So, right. but what he would do is is taunt them, no matter how bad they beat him. You know, refuse. Like, there's a line in the comics, like, he'll die before he crawls. Right, you right. Know, the just, old uh, nonviolent civil disobedience. You know, yep. don't give him anything. Yep, just stand there, take it, until the warden gave him ten minutes. Um, but he's he's undergone a lot of a lot of changes over the years. Um, I knew him. Um, you know, my my first introduction to this character was, you know, he'd already established a relationship with Danny Rand, the Iron Fist. Correct. And that happened in 1978. Yeah, it was issue 48 of, yeah. of it was Power Man. Um, mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I think it was, it varied from Luke Cage, Power Man, whatever the version was, it was issue 48. Yeah. Um, and uh, my first introduction to him was uh, right before the Secret Wars um the, fir- the initial Secret Wars, you know, when Spider-Man got his black costume yep. and all that. Um, and he encountered the Beyonder. 
and the Beyonder is a, a being from another another dimension. He's essentially a reality unto himself. I just want to, it was Secret Wars two. Secret okay, Secret Wars two. Secret, when the Beyonder came to Earth, in the big white disco yeah. leather suit that he wore. Yeah, he was just wearing just a, a plain white suit. He had turned himself human so he could you yeah. know, as is you know yeah. a common theme with a lot of uh, extraterrestrial films and, and movies and books. Uh, we wanted to experience being human and experience emotions and. You know, he had said something to uh, to rile up Luke Cage, and he's like, "Do you want to take this outside?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And he just literally jumped out a window. So <laughs> Luke Cage decides to dive out the window to save him because he doesn't want you know he doesn't want this guy to to die. You know, he just wanted to smack him around a little bit. Right, right. And so he dives out the window in order to save him, and the Beyonder realizes, "Hey." You know, I put a lot of time and thought and energy into creating this body. If this hits the ground and smashes, I'll have to start all over again. So he kind of like teleported from, you know, 100 feet up on the, you know, in midair okay, yep. just to the ground so he would be unharmed. Right as Luke Cage was about to grab him and, you know, try to protect him. And he <laughs> hit the ground. And, you know, Iron Fist is like, you are right. He's like, yeah, but I'll feel better after I kill this guy. <laughs> and that kind of gave me an idea of like who Luke Cage was. He's like, you know, he's not going to take shit from anybody. But he's also not going to allow harm to come to people. And exactly. And that's the thing, too, even as the hero of a high gimmick. And, and he would operate, I think, for a while. Um, him and Danny had a, their apartment over a movie theater, which I seem to remember. It was supposed um, to be the Marvel equivalent of the Apollo Theater. Exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah. Shitty neighborhood. They had, like, junkies all around. And, yeah, they would take money for jobs. But they would still, the kid that needed uh, his mom's abusive you know, boyfriend to be taken care of. He's like, all right, well give me a dollar because I'm not doing it for free. Or he'd, you know, he'd make a deal, that sort of thing. The, the, give me half your sandwich. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What you got in there? Um, tuna. I don't like tuna. Give but I, something else. And I really got into him because I was a big fan of the American Ninja series uh, with my man Michael Dudikoff and Steve James. And when I came across Power Man Iron Fist, I'm like, well, this is like the American Ninja, the comic book. And, yeah. And I think what, what, you know, Luke had the black exploitation, also big in the 70s was the Kung Fu um, thing. And I think both those two guys in a definitely way pre-Giuliani pre Giuliani, New York that was full of that sleaze. Like, their neighborhood was the Charlie Bronson neighborhood. The graffiti, you know, you hear that, you know, the funky 70s score. Um, and that's something that I really get into. And even... Um, it was ahead of its time too. Uh, Danny Danny had a uh, uh, was dating a black woman, so there was interracial romance, and that was kind of uh, what was it? Nightwing Investigations. It was uh, Misty Knight and Colleen Wing. There were two chicks that also had their own um, investigative thing that would pal yep. around with with Luke and Danny. And I just loved that world, and they could do have funny, silly adventures, and also have serious things. So um, I love that series. Yeah, and I, I I saw that you know in doing my research after a while what what they would do is you know because they had different writers come in and different you know um different artists obviously but they were trying to get different um different takes on the characters so at one point a lot of the books were you know dialogue driven as opposed to action driven yep um i remember one of the because luke cage you know again like we said about jessica jones luke luke cage you know he's got you know essentially you know steel strength skin you know, he can't, you know, if you shoot him, nothing's going to happen. If you, right. you know, break a bottle over his head, hit him with a two-by-four, he's fine. He's got a, a lot of uh, durability. You know, in the Jessica Jones show, we see him caught in an explosion when somebody blows his bar up. And he just kind of strolls out, you know, mm -hmm. all shirtless and sexy. Right, right. Ooh, with tiara flowing. He didn't have the tiara, in that, although in the trailer for the, for the TV show, 
I did see he's got the yellow silk shirt oh, and the, oh, the tiara. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I don't know. It's not really a tiara. It's more of a headband. But well, he could pull it off. Dude, you know, he could. You know. What are you going to do? Make fun of his tiara? I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> I don't make fun of Aries' tiara. You know what I mean? But, you know, like that was one of the, the first things I saw of him. Like he wasn't one of these like, again, he's not a uh, an A-list hero. Right. Because his power levels, he's just, you know, he might be called, you know, power man, but he's, you know, I would say, what, Olympic level strength, maybe a little higher? No, I'd say more so. I mean, steel hard skin, super strength. I think he'd at least bench, bench. You know, pick a thousand pounds up, you know. Bench a car. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, you could pick a car up. You know, we see him in the in the Jessica Jones show, you know, ripping doors off of cars. Yeah. You know, he did at in the trailer for the new show. He bends a car door around a guy. Yeah. So he does. Yeah, he does have some. I would say higher than Olympic level strength. Then, and I'm just trying to think of all his 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 feats that we've seen. Um, but I remember the the and you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. The uh, Marvel, the first series of Marvel comics. Uh, oh yeah. Collectors <laughs> cards. I, I don't agree with what you're going to say next. But the. Uh, they would have, you know, the first appearance and a little bit about yep. who the character is. And then their uh, win-loss record. And I don't know how accurate it is, but they would have their win-loss record. And he was the only hero with a losing percentage. I think he was like like 41%. And that's something you'd see on like a lower-level villain. Like, yeah. Like, like Mole Man or something. Trapster. Yeah. Like somebody who sucks. <laughs> Like, even Magneto was around, like, 60%. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's how it was supposed to be. Like, the heroes would win most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Spider-Man was 78%, if, if memory serves. be fair. But he had, like, 1,400 fights. So... A lot of averages. Yeah, he's going to win most of them, especially if it's like, you know, hey, that guy just stole my purse. All right, well, I'm 1-0. And, oh. and he had four titles. He, he, did, he did start off... Uh, 0-1, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was 0-1. So I think he was the only hero to start on the negative side. But Yeah, Luke Cage was one of those guys where it was hard to not make him a stereotype because at that time, stereotyping, especially for you know black actors and, and, and black characters... That's what was done. I mean, look at the original Superman movie. Like he, the one black character they right, show right. is the pin. Say, Jim, that's a bad outfit. Woo! The best <laughs> I mean, line ever. Yeah. But, I mean, that's how a lot of black characters were portrayed. And, you know, fairly or un- unfairly. And in this, it, in this, it, it, in this it's, it's fair. I mean, uh, because of the time. Right. Like, you know, they would say a lot of stuff. Like, you know, again, doing my research, you know, you see characters refer to him as a black fool. Like, you would not see that right. in today's, in today's uh, you know, in today's comics. Maybe in the, the Max line. Right. But not in mainstream comics. And that was one of the things, like, they wanted to make him a, a mainstream character, but it was really tough because of the type of character he is. Like, he wasn't overpowered like the Hulk or like Batman or, or Superman. You know, he didn't have that same appeal to everyone. So, now when you first uh, got into him, like what was the, you know, what were the things that made you think, you know what, this guy is really cool, um, I really dig where he's coming from, like what, what was it about him? It, is he one of the characters, like when, when 
the 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 Palomino and Iron Fist series ended at 125, um, which would have been early 80s, I think. And what Marvel did a lot, uh, especially with that series, it when the series ended, he wasn't around. So I'd come across back issues that he would in, or if he guest starred in Spidey. And then it wasn't until I uh, started going to the local comic shop that we have in, in, in the city where I discovered back issues. And I would just walk through and just pull random titles up. You know, I just would different letters. And one day it was Power Man and Iron Fist. And I saw the two of them. And I'm like, oh, it's this that guy and the other guy. I had a couple of random issues of both of them. And then just would start reading. And they were fairly inexpensive. And I just liked, I like a tag team. I like a duo. You know, whether it's Quantum and Woody, Power Man and Iron Fist, you know, later Han and on. Chewie. Han and Chewie, <laughs> Archer and Armstrong, Tango and Cash. The Falcon Michael, and the Snowman. Yes. Michael yes. Raven Shadow, Dr. Joseph Tron. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. Um, that's different. Snowman. Snowman and the Bandit. Um, I like they were friends. They'd have adventures. They'd argue. Yeah, and they were such different characters. Like, you know, Luke Cage is this brawling, you know, street fighter. You know, right. this big, tough, you know, unstoppable, you know, fighter. And then you've got this mystic martial artist on the other side one's one's poor was in prison one is rich you know inherits his uh comic books love their uh billionaire orphans exactly uh i know it's a luke cage thing but with iron fist i like guys with collars with their chest exposed um i just i like i like i like is that uh, what you do on trick-or-treat radio you just like to expose your chest no you don't want to see that nicole that's hot times i've seen i've seen the show (laughs) it was really hot before the ac it was coming yeah i know we know we we We, we saw Like the original Nightwing costume, I love that. Yep, like that yep, yep. And this, this is the this is the collar. So my pantomime. Uh, yeah, just, I, I figured that's uh, what you. We know, our asshole, stop doing it. I didn't um, know if you were signaling for a fair catch or. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, Nicole, what Patrick. about you? What was your first introduction to Luke Cage, and um, what was your initial uh, response to that? Um, so the first time I was introduced to Luke Cage was through the Alias series with Jessica Jones. And first impression, I was kind of not impressed because from reading more about him, you know, the series that he was in with Jessica Jones, it wasn't the best portrayal of Luke Cage. Right. I, I was going to say. It's fair. Fair. Um, and then after that, uh, the, the show, Jessica Jones, is where I really learn more about Luke Cage and taking the time to try to understand who he is and what he's all about and i'm excited for the show the new show that's coming out for him because yeah that's tomorrow yeah tomorrow and i i just want to see like where they're gonna go with the show and i have a question for you raven shadow yes so have you seen the trailer for the luke cage yes where do you think they're gonna do with that series like do you think like trying to think of the best way what see uh what storyline or what story arc would you would you want for for the Luke Cage show to have, it's hard. Um, it's he's unlike some characters who has a definitive, you know, mm-hmm. a definitive um, story. Like uh, Daredevil, are they ever going to do Born Again? Yeah, you know, are they ever going to do you know um, things like that? I could see, I could see Cage is kind of going doing his own thing mm-hmm. um, he's a lot of the villains that he has also are very rooted in the black exploitation um, era so like I'm curious yeah yeah it's all you know I'm, I'm not quite sure 
but I'm definitely intrigued how much it's going to intertwine mm-hmm. with with Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. um, and then really leading into his relationship with with Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to how he interacts with with Daredevil. Yeah, um, I don't know if they really had much in the books that I can recall mm-hmm. of, but um, yeah, I, I want a yellow shirt. <laughs> That's what I want. I want a yellow shirt. Hey, Rock and Shock's coming up. Get you a tiara, get you a yellow shirt. <laughs> I am no Luke Cage, sir. A chain around the waist. <laughs> um, Ashes, what about you? I, I mean, I know the answer, but why don't you tell the folks at home your first experience uh, learning about Luke Cage? Uh, well, it was with the Jessica Jones TV show. Um, I, th- I think I, I represent the majority of the female population's opinion and probably most of the men's uh opinion as well when um he's just hot dude (laughs) like he came on screen and girl i flooded my basement like he (laughs) is just hot oh my god (laughs) how about that patsy (laughs) yeah no i i remember the reactions that uh who is that (laughs) i thought you were gonna say i remember when i used to do that Oh my god! Yeah, um. but I mean, like, okay. So, but aside from you know his obvious uh, uh, appearance, mm-hmm. um, he was definitely a, uh, or at least became a, a key character, um, you know, in that show, and he sparked enough intrigue where I'm definitely, you know, aside from you know he's so freaking gorgeous, um, you know, I'm I'm interested to learn uh, more about him and you know see where the where the show goes and um you know learn more about this about this character but i just i think he's another one where he's just you know another character where uh just multi-dimensional a lot of layers you know just a lot to um a lot to to know about him and because he's not like a like a A a-list you know superhero um you know, still kind of has like that 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 relatable factor to him. I mean, you know, we don't all walk around, you know, pretty much in, indestructible like like he does, but um, he has a lot of relatable factors to him. Um, you know, that tragic background, and you know where he comes in uh, in the the Jess- Jessica Jones show. Um, you know, he's kind of in in a. a spot where he's trying to pick up the pieces of his life Mm -hmm. as well and i think that's why they ultimately that's kind of why they get together um and then they realize they like each other and you know all that awesome they do sex at each other and break beds and Mm -hmm. and there's a lot a lot a lot of shirtless luke cage and it's 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 no complaints no complaints (laughs) for me i agree i think that's one of the biggest challenges that two superpowered individuals would have is uh how do you find furniture strong enough to uh, withstand your thrustings because as we see in the show I mean these you know like you said Luke Cage can bench press a car you know Jessica Jones can't weigh but a buck 15 but she's also invulnerable too she's super powerful as well that's what I'm saying like you're gonna wreck your apartment you are not getting your security deposit back they're not not sponsored by Ikea furniture that's gonna start hanging out with Tony Stark so they can kind of fund uh, fund their uh Furniture. Yeah. Yeah. See house. what you, what what Stark should do is you know if he really wants to make money like yeah. any of these like you know Ted Cord you know yeah. Blue Beetle you know Bruce Wayne one of these guys 
come up with some sort of like some sort of way to harness the energy okay. in in the bed. You know, when when these super super powered you know uh, individuals are are getting it on, that somehow is able to power the rest of their apartment or like their their city block or something. And that could actually be good for the city, aside from all the destruction that happens when they're no, saving no, no. the you, city. Yeah. You know, they yeah, can actually like, give back to justify, like, yeah, well, that city's gone, but you know what? The school's got lights. Yeah, there's so, free, free electricity. Boots. You know, yeah. uh, you know, it'd be better than the arc reactor. You know, like, get on that. Their uh, comic book writing individuals. You know, think about that. Like, that's that's a really good. You know, it's kind of like you know when the Flash runs on his treadmill and like you know powers things up. You know, shit like that. You know. It, so you took you took Luke Cage knocking dust boots with sexy Jessica Jones and made it fucking nerdy, man. Yeah, <laughs> that was like, that's what I'm, we do here. <laughs> that, was like, that is what I do. Like, no, no, it's, it's cool. It's smart. It's smart. It's kind of like when, when Reed Richards, the you know, gives gives everyone clothing that's made from unstable molecules. Yeah, yeah, you to know, fit like, their powers. Fit their powers. Yeah, and like this, I mean, you know, you got a bed. You know, the, the bed absorbs all the uh, all the energy. You know, think of it like make the bed the bed out of vibranium. Okay, it, there you it, go. It, 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 uh, Absorbs all that impact, but like then you kind of store it somewhere, and then that energy can be transferred other places. It's fucking smart, Patsy. Yeah. See, write this down. An alternative to solar power. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go vibranium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Have like Wakandian like people come to your house to do a free assessment. <laughs> <laughs> they're flying in their like grass skirts and they're like rocket ships like Flash Gordon. Yeah, and they come like, in. They're like, all right, you know, this is what we're gonna do, but it's only for you know super powered beings. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. But it's certain ones, you know, people with, like, super strength or super speed, you know, like, you know, Superman and Wonder Woman could power the planet by themselves. Like, Fair. They go to the Fortress, though. The Fortress has that. They, the Fortress has everything. The Kryptonians are on that. So, see, this is what I like about this type of discussion is, like, we have, you know, the four of us in here, and we each have uh, almost, like, different steps of our knowledge on this character. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Ashes, you just got introduced to Luke Cage through... The TV show, you know, Nicole knew about him through the comic series. Like I knew about, you know, how he was, you know, back when I was a kid. I didn't know a ton about him, but I knew, you know, I was familiar with him before it, you know, um, before the TV show came out. And you know, you had, you know, all of your knowledge, you know, so you knew, you know, more than I did. So it's we we represent the uh, the different, typical different generations. Well, the typical Netflix audience. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's going to be people that are, you know, and, and and I think that's with you know all the these superhero films. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's always like, you know, it's like, all right, you know, who's that guy? Who's this guy? You know, I mean, I don't know who everybody is. You know, we we went to see Suicide Squad, and I was like, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is. Right, I don't right. Know that backstory. Most people who read DC don't either. <laughs> Just saying, like, they're pretty obscure characters. I got super excited, you know, uh, the other day because I just finished watching Arrow. And I was like, oh, my God, look, it's Katana. Yeah, I love, I love Katana. You know, but I knew nothing about those characters. So, you know, maybe at some point we do, a, we do a, you know, some more obscure characters because that's, you know, again, that's what we like to do. Like, let's talk about these obscure characters because everybody seems to really enjoy the the movies and the TV shows. Right. And so, you know, if we can, you know, provide a little bit of background, you know, on who these guys are, where they came from, you know, maybe you can, you know, pick up on some Easter eggs that are in the background. Maybe you can, you know, enjoy the show a little more or, you know, maybe you can lord a little bit of knowledge over your friends. It's like, oh, you didn't know who this was? 
I did. Everyone knows who fucking Patsy Walker is, asshole. Okay? Yeah. You know, she's yellow costume, call her Hellcat. She's excellent. Um, but it's funny, like, in, when Luke was not on not so good uh, times, he had a, a two part Punisher crossover. Well, not crossover, guest star. And I don't know what caused this exactly, but whatever scenario that the Punisher was involved in, it made him team up, team up with Luke Cage and he had to get blackface as a result. Like, he had to have his skin dyed. <laughs> oh, my God. On, on my mother's eyes. Like, I forget the issue, but he had to go and, like, dye his skin with an injection and he was, like, black for two issues. Oh, oh wow. and, and bing it, do a Google search. You can probably find the issues on the cheap. But uh, after that led into a very short-lived series called Cage uh, during the 90s. Marvel tried something called the Big Guns, where they did um, uh, such classics as Terror Incorporated, um, and I forget some of the other ones. But um, he didn't wear the tiara; he wore like, black leather. Um, but he still had the jeans. chain on his waist. He did he had a chain, yeah. But it wasn't good. And like you waited like twelve issues for Iron Fist to show up. And like fuck it, just have him be friends, have him yeah. be a team up. But it was not very good. But and that kind of led into the Heroes for Hire series that we were talking about in the later 90s, mm-hmm. which was excellent. Yes. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt. I, no, and, no, and I apologize if you guys have already talked about this. I've been doing some work here. But um, what do you guys think of the casting of Mike Coulter as Luke Cage? Fantastic. He's a very attractive gentleman. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's a great modern-day Luke Cage. Yeah. He's probably not who I would have pictured... 70s or 80s mm-hmm. and that isn't a detriment it's just that Luke had hair back then and yeah. he just looked different but I think this is a great modern day era Luke Cage and this is just you know a special nod to Marvel for really taking the time to really pick the right actors for these characters right. because if I don't think I could think of anybody else to take over that character of Luke Cage he plays it phenomenally on the show yeah yeah he's he's built Exactly the way you'd picture Luke Cage. You know, he wears all the, the, the tight shirts and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a whole <laughs> lot. I mean, maybe uh, 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 Chadwick Boseman could play Luke Cage, but he's already Black Panther, and yeah. I think he's perfect yeah, yeah. for Black Panther. Yeah, exactly. Like, if if anything, like, you know, these these TV shows and these movies have gotten the casting absolutely perfect. Right. Like, you, you see these guys, and you're like, yep, that's Daredevil. Yep, that's Foggy Nelson. Right, right. You know, like, it's awesome. Good job, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, if you were to cast this, you know, when it originally came out, I mean, think about who you who you would have as, as characters. You know, you would have... Uh, it would essentially be a caricature... Of a character. Right. You know, you know, like... And some like, of that era was kind of like basic wrestling rules, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you'd have your... If you're this ethnicity, this is your gimmick, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. you're Irish, you're the shamrock. Or you're the yeah. leprechaun, you know, like... Um, but I think, I think Luke um, also didn't have black in front of his name. Because mm-hmm. you had Black Panther, okay, fine. Um, but then you had Black Goliath. Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Black Manta. The only time I've ever seen Black Lightning uh, portrayed on screen, it was uh, the early 90s. You know what I'm talking about. I know these two don't. But it was the death of Superman, and they had his funeral. It was Saturday Night Live, and Sinbad was Black Lightning. Oh, my god! And he was fucking excellent. The costume was exact. It was perfect. And David Spade 
wouldn't let him into the into the funeral because he didn't know who he was. He's like, I'm Black Lightning. And then he would like electrocute him. David Spade would be like, oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, ple- and please, uh, after you listen to the show, do a Bing search for it. Or how if, how will you find YouTube? Is that a thing, Johnny? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you. YouTube. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> the internet. The, I don't know, call Johnny. He'll fucking put it on your phone. Um, <laughs> it, they, 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 it was remarkably accurate, the skit, because it even had like Hawkman and Hawkwoman had their red costumes that they only had for like four issues. The only thing that um, was inaccurate was uh, Kevin Nealon was the Hulk. He was. We had, they had our representatives from Marvel and FF, the Hulk, was there. Yeah, and he puts on his glasses and he's reading from a prepared statement about how disappointed and saddened he is. And <laughs> but he wouldn't get in. He's like, no, no, they know me. Batman, what's up, man? And Batman's like, I don't know him. <laughs> I'm not doing it justice, but, but yeah, check that out. But if you want to see the best ever uh, superheroes, the best, the best ones ever, the best interpretations ever of superheroes, it was, again, Saturday Night Live. But Bill Murray was Superman. Dan Aykroyd was the Flash. Yep. Belushi was the Hulk. It was the, the one that Margot Kidder hosted. Is that the one that What's-His-Face was Ant-Man? No, I don't think he was even in it. Okay. I've never seen that one. That's it was, excellent. It was, it was amazing. Really? Like, and Aykroyd, you know, Aykroyd was not built like a superhero. <laughs> Belushi's got, you know, the green on. and He's like, you know... Clark Kent, uh, you know, Bill Murray Clark Kent is talking to Lois Lane and she's like, it's like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, so you're saving yourself for marriage? And she goes, oh, are you kidding? I dated the Hulk for six months. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows up, you know, Superman comes flying in, you know, he's half dressed as Clark Kent and he's smashed. He's totally hammered. Um, so how much time do we have? Uh, oh, Johnny, what do we got for time over there? Uh, you guys got a few minutes on the segment. Okay. Um, before we wrap things up with Luke Cage, uh, Raven Shadow, where yes. so we have the show coming up tomorrow. Yep. Someone who's not familiar with Luke Cage, where should they start? What episode or issues they should read? What series? What story arcs would be the best to start a newbie? In your opinion. For me, I would say uh, a lot of some of the early stuff hasn't been collected, but Marvel does these essential mm-hmm. trades. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're big, thick books that cover lots of issues. They are black and white, if you can get over that, but you get a lot of bang for your buck. You can probably find if, like, 15 bucks, yeah. you're going to get, like, like 30 issues, I'm something crazy. I'm sure you crazy. can probably find it through... Um, In a I good know- range. Yeah, yeah. I know that there's an app, Marvel Unlimited, and they do a lot of the back issues. So it costs like nine bucks a month, but you get to read whatever comics you want. Which is cool. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's your route. Do that if you're looking for like you know a, a, a paper copy. I'd recommend the Powerman and Iron Fist Essentials, mm-hmm. uh, or for newer stuff, I'd recommend. Um, and it's fair. It's hard to say which version of New Avengers because New Avengers has had three different. Like eras, yeah. So the one um, that he leads the team, the team is odd. It's like Iron Fist, the Thing, Doctor Strange. Like basically, Captain America says, "All right, Luke, this is your show. You can run the joint. Pick you anybody you want. You can't have Thor or Iron Man." Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. He literally says that. He's <laughs> like they're like drafting a team. It's like kids playing like kickball at gym. It's like all right. You can have anybody you want except for Thor and Iron Man. They're on my team. <laughs> it's like, oh. Um, but yeah, so check out Brian Michael Bendis's probably third go around at New Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's what I would say. Awesome. Thank the, you for the suggestions. Uh, the one that I would recommend, and it was actually uh, uh, 
uh, recommended to me by uh, Jenny Ismi, another good friend of the network. Um, and uh, you and I talked about this, Raven Shadow. Yes. Um, because I'm a, a huge Deadpool fan, there's actually oh. a, uh, a, a a storyline called The Good, The Bad, and the, the... It was The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, right? I think so, yeah. And it starts off, you know, in the 70s where, you know, Deadpool's got an afro and he... Oh, God. He, he joins up with them. He's like, yeah, we're a team. And they're like, you're not with us. Like, you're not part of our team. Like, you know, and he keeps, like, completely ignoring them and just saying that he's part of their team. And, like, it's like, all right, when do we get paid? It's like, you're not on our team. <laughs> like, it's a really great, I mean, that whole storyline is amazing. Like, it, um, uh, Brian Posehn, I think, wrote that. I think you're right. Uh, and it takes Deadpool in a really cool direction. But that beginning part of it the you know beginning part of the story is with him and uh, luke cage and iron fist and just like the really like crazy 70s like just imagine how deadpool is now but like put him in like yeah, a yeah. 70s type atmosphere and it's it's brilliant it's so funny um and it's just a, a really interesting kind of dynamic to that you know two-man team all of a sudden has like this random guy that they don't want and they but they can't get rid of him yeah 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 <laughs> So good it's, stuff. Yeah, it's it's really good. So, I think with that being said, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our last break. Mm-hmm. We come back. We'll uh, wrap things up. Yeah, we'll wrap things up. We'll uh, do some things and say some stuff, and then we'll. Uh, I can go to sleep. Let you uh, go on your way. So, uh, without any further ado, Wolfie, take us to break, please. This is Bobby Chains, Uncle Polly, and I'm the kid Tim Nice. And be sure to check out our podcast, Unchained, part of the Grand Guignol Network, available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. This October, the Deadites return to the stage on which they made their name. In the room they made dangerous. October 15th, it's trip-hop goddess Mary Catman. The nerdcore sounds of Agents of Chaos and the evil grooves of rhetoric. And then, it's the dead, it's the rad, it's the funky, it's the deadites. October 15th, Rock and Shock Weekend, it's the best night of the best weekend of the year at the Cove Music Hall in beautiful Worcester, Massachusetts. It's the return of the Deadites Halloween Extravaganza, hosted by the voice of Talk Without Rhythm, El Goro. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jeremy, for this lovely, lovely song. I am very happy to hear it. Yeah, it's it's excellent. Uh, we uh, we have a lot of Jeremys that help us out. Yes. You know, we've got you know Slagov, we've got Jeremy McFarland, 
Raven Shadow, I'm sure you know you love you love the Jeremys. I think it's a very powerful name. It is. You know, I all, agree. All the best end in Y, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you like what you're hearing, uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Tell people about us. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and just spread the word. Spread the word. Spread, spread the, the word. <laughs> Everybody heard about the word. <laughs> Yes, so definitely support the show. Let people know about us, and yeah. And we want to hear from you. Yes. You know, uh, you know, we've been giving you guys a lot of uh, listener feedback. You know, we uh, we already have a couple of uh, a couple of folks that have uh, approached me with uh, show topics, and you know, we were just uh, earlier earlier uh, last week before we uh, before we came down to the studio, we were talking about. Some of our upcoming ideas. Yes. Um, and so I'd like to give you folks a little bit of a, a, a spoiler because we are going to be covering some uh, some women of horror for the month of October because we love us some Halloween. Like we lo- that's like October for me is the best month of the year. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's my birthday. Yes. Your bo- your birthday. My birthday. It's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well, so it's kind of nice to do something. It's something very personal to me, mm-hmm. but it's also it's something to show that you know women are awesome too. Yeah. Um, so the first couple of shows we're going to do, uh, the first show we're going to do, uh, episode what the hell are we on fifteen and sixteen? Yes, fifteen and sixteen. All right, so asshole. fifteen and sixteen, <laughs> asshole. Uh, episode fifteen, we are going to cover. The Housewives of Horror, and we're going to talk about—we're going to talk about uh, not just uh, the real housewife of Transylvania, Miss Astros von Nightmare, but we are also going to talk about uh, Lily Munster and Morticia Adams, mm-hmm. and then for the episode that airs after that, um, sixteen. Be- yeah, episode number sixteen, asshole. <laughs> we are going to be discussing. Uh, in this case, it's a it's an actress who has played multiple characters uh, in the horror genre. We will be discussing the many many characters of Miss Sherry Moon Zombie. I love her. Uh, we will cover everything from the haunted world of El Superbisto to Thirty One. Nice. Everything in between, outside, upside down, baby firefly, everybody. So that's going to be uh, episode sixteen. We're going to force Nicole to sit through some gory slasher movies. I'm ready. I've we'll seen- leave the light on. We'll hold your hand. I'm ready. I've seen Rob Zombie films before, so I'm prepared. Yeah. I thought, you know, it was it would be appropriate, especially with, uh, you know, 31 re-hitting theaters. You know, it just hit VOD. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's going to be a fun month. Most importantly, we'll be celebrating Ashtober. Yay! The month of my birthday. Yes, I get enti- an entire month to celebrate my birthday because you, I am that fucking special. And <laughs> if you want to celebrate with Ashes, we will all be at Rock and Chalk. We will be there the entire weekend. Come down, say hi. Uh, I will be I will be selling premium hugs for a dollar. <laughs> They're not worth it. They are totally <laughs> worth it. He's overcharging you. Um, yeah, so... Come play with us. Come Forever play with us. and ever. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of like crazy stuff happening that weekend too. This uh, is my first rock and shock. I'm don't fine. forget if you donate twenty five dollars <laughs> to the Grand Guignol <laughs> Network, Agent Nicole will give you a spanking twenty five dollars per spanking or per per cheek, unless unless you know uh, you want both cheeks. That's forty dollars. That's a hell her, of a deal. Let her know how you want it. You want it barehanded. Do you, you want, want her to wear a, a paddle, glove? You want her to wear an oven mitt. You want a riding crop. I mean, fully clothed, both of you. But um, you know, that's negotiable too. Like that depends on your on your donation, and it depends. Like if you know Luke Cage, you know, swung by. I'm sure you wouldn't mind giving him a firm, open palm slap on the behind to oh, let him absolutely. know that he's done a good job. Yes. <laughs> a little attaboy. There yep. you go. I ain't even on your donate. team. Definitely donate, everybody. Uh, I kind of want to see Bobby Chains as Dr. Frankenfurt. Yes, please so donate. So donate 25, 20, uh, 250 for that because, you know, come on. Who doesn't want to see Bobby Chains and some fishnets? I don't think anybody wants to see that. But, but I know, but it's going to be... But it, it's to. kind of like a train wreck. Like, you can't really look away. Like you're, it's, it's, it's intriguing. It's, it's intriguing. Like the time I was in upstate New York. We were visiting my dad's, uh, my dad's old college friend. And someone was dressed up like a transvestite? No, there was... Uh, because they live in upstate New York, they live right across the street from a, uh, a huge farm. And some of the kids that lived up in that, I don't want to say neighborhood because it wasn't really a neighborhood, you know, but some of the kids that lived up there because he has uh, three kids. And uh, they were like, oh, you got to show you something because there was a, a dead cow. They wanted me, sh- they wanted me to see the dead cow. And it was on the ground and the ground was moving. And I thought that was really weird until I kind of like focused my eyes and looked at it. There had to have been, no exaggeration, millions of maggots writhing on the ground. Oh. Wait, so are you comparing the potential Bobby Chains <laughs> dressing up as Dr. Frankenfurter Bobby to, to a pile of maggots, maggots on no, a dead what I'm saying cow. is the spectacle is something that is so enthralling <laughs> that it's something that you can't see, and once you see it, you won't be able to unsee this. You know, Bobby's scrawny little chicken legs, you know, wrapped up in fishnets. Is the same as like seeing like this mind-boggling amount of maggots that you've never seen, literally devouring the corpse of a fifteen hundred pound animal. Like it was insane, and it's one of those things that like it's a, again, it's a spectacle. It's something that you don't often see. Uh, I Bobby, mean, I've never seen you. it before or since. <laughs> So long story short, donate. If you donate $250, Mr. Bobby Chains will dress up as Dr. Frankenfurter. Yes. Let's make it happen, people. Yes. Let's do it. Happen. Do it. Donate your money. It's like, ex- what, what else are you going to do? You're going to go like buy groceries or something? Are you going to buy food and feed that? your family? You That's pay your rent. Who does? Like, no. Screw food. No. Bobby Chains and Drag. Come on. Sell your car. Take the bus. <laughs> I, will even, I will even volunteer my makeup skills. Oh my God. I, I will beat Bobby Chains' face for, for, for those who don't know that terminology. That just that, that means I'll do your makeup. I will, I will beat your face. <laughs> Um, yeah, if, if this happens, I will I will offer my my makeup skills to properly so, pull this off. So donate, donate, donate. So all right. Um, 
Before we do an Agent Nicole Files, how about we do a science fact? All right. So I was uh, looking through my little notebook here. I have a, a couple of different... Uh, I, have, I have a little blue notebook where I've you know filled up pretty much with uh, different science facts and conspiracy theory and things that I, I, I love to learn about. And so today's science fact will be the, uh, the temperature of space is 2.7 Kelvin or negative 455 degrees. So obviously that's incredibly cold. Colder than anything that we experience here on Earth. Um, the coldest, uh, one of the coldest spots in the universe is, you know, as I said last last week was. Uh, actually, no, I talked about the temperature we made in the lab. Never mind, I didn't talk about it last week. I just I mentioned Kelvin, uh, not to be confused with uh, Kelvin Ridge, uh, which is from uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, Ray tells uh, BB-8 to stay off. Kelvin Ridge. Okay. That's, that's Ray 2D2. <laughs> R2D2 is, is her dad. Kelvin Klein. Kelvin Klein. <laughs> Kelvin Barbary. He's awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, man. One thing about Kelvin Barbary, he's always tell the temperature of the room. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so I'm hoping that this time Nicole has a little, uh, little something more prepared for yes, uh, Agent Nicole Files. I do. It has been a week. Yes, so, I have had time to sleep and think of something great. Um, I'm going to do a wait. Two- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, Wolfie, would you uh, play the music? I suppose I could do that. We do. Uh, this is when I forget to get it ready, and then I go ahead and uh, stall. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you know <laughs> stall. You know, whatever you need to do, we uh, we are here to help you. Bond. James Bond. So for this week's Agent Nicole Files, we are going to talk about a television show that I absolutely love. It's a British television show. It's called The IT Crowd. Yes! <laughs> oh, that's the door. Sorry. It's so good. It is so good. I love the show. You can get through the entire five five seasons in one day. Uh, six Holy epi- crap. Well, there's six episodes per season. And then the last season, they do like a two-hour kind of wrap things up. Uh, Richard Arwadi, who plays Moss is phenomenal. He's hilarious. I I just love the show. What do you like about the show, uh, Ashes? I know what she likes about I, the show. Well, uh, A, I like the fact that Noel Fielding yep. is yes. frequently on it. Um, love him. Love him. Um, and his character is oh my God. great. <laughs> his character is great. Um, I just... I find myself really enjoying British humor. Mm-hmm. It's very tongue-in-cheek. Yes. Um, very kind of... Smart but slapstick at the same yep. time. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I think it's well written. It's just funny. Yeah, it's the writers. Really funny. The ri- oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, but it's one of those comedies that like you, you can't just watch and not pay attention to yeah. because there's so many little things yeah. that happen that you know you have to watch and you have to pay attention yeah. in order to actually like really get the, get the entire yeah. Because yeah. you'll you'll I still watch it and I'm like I. 
there are things that I pick up and I'm like, oh yeah, they said this and oh yeah, they said that. And that's really funny. Why didn't I think of that the first time? So, And that's what's so great. I, I think that's what's so great about British humor that mm-hmm. a lot of American comedy is lacking. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, it, there's a depth to it, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you can rewatch it multiple times and pick up on different things mm-hmm. and still find the same things funny. Yeah, I agree. And, the writers of the IT crowd are the writers for Father Ted, which is a it was a show towards like the mid nineties and same thing, very slapstick, you know, tongue in cheek humor, hilarious. It's like the it's a bunch of like um, priests on a small island and all things just go hell all it's just it's it goes fun. to hell. It goes to hell. It's just, go. it's a funny, funny show. So definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. They finally put the last season, which is a two-parter, just to wrap things up. And um, if if anything, check out Richard Arwadi. He's just hilarious. His book is really good. Um, so definitely take a take a chance and Netflix. just watch it. Just call in sick from work one yeah. day and binge just, watch just it. Binge watch it, and you'll. You'll thank, thank yourself. Us. Yes. You'll thank us for the great suggestion. Or if you work in IT yourself, just disable the firewall and watch it at work. Yes, just turn it on, turn it off and on again. Yeah. All right. So, before we wrap things up to an end, I want to say thank you Ashes for coming on the show again. Sure. And Mr. Michael Ravenshadow, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show twice. Dropping some knowledge. Dropping Ooh. some knowledge. No, thank you guys. It was awesome. And definitely. you're welcome to come back anytime. If you want to talk about any characters that you would like to talk about, definitely come on back. Cool. Awesome. Definitely. Yeah, we, uh, you know. He's you going to I... talk about Camel Not Filtered. <laughs> <laughs> Joe so Camel. T- <laughs> we're going to talk about Joe Camel. <laughs> and Jim Beam. The, 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 Mar- the, the, the Marlboro Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, will, uh, we will definitely, uh, you know, at some point down the line, we're definitely going to have a, uh, an episode about Clock. So, uh, oh, nice, nice. We'll have you on for that. I'm in. But, Clark, uh, Clark Griswold? Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, but before, before we go, we uh, obviously need to do uh, our battle. Our, our last last battle on the uh, on the other side. Last last week was uh, Black Widow versus Ray Ray two D two, and uh, this week we are going to have the battle of the winner of the stick 'em with the pointy end uh, bracket. Uh. That is Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, I know that uh, that was that was Bobby Chain's favorite <laughs> as well. Uh, we have Brienne of Tarth. Uh, she got here by defeating Michonne from The Walking Dead. And then uh, the bride, Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill, defeated Sorsha from Willow. And then Brienne destroyed Beatrix Kiddo. And now she will be battling against Abigail Whistler from the Blade Trinity film. Uh, and she got here by defeating Carol Pelletier, of, uh, also known as the Cookie Monster, from The Walking Dead. <laughs> uh, and she then defeated Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not to be confused with Muffy the Vampire Lair, who defeated Agent Peggy Carter. Mm. I know that's a sore spot for you. So this week we have Abigail Whistler versus Brienne of Tarth. And I think this is another really good match because, uh, you know, Abigail Whistler is uh, the, the winner of the Supernatural Superstar, so she's... We have to you know, fig- figure out those votes because some yeah, people, people adding random <coughs> characters. Really? In. So she beat Buffy. She beat Buffy. Really? Hey. So who did Whistler? Was Blade there? No, it was no, just it was her. Just her. All right. No, that's that's cool. That's I, a surprise. You know. All right. 
let time out for one second. Who do you think would be tougher to beat up, Seth Green or Triple H? Uh, all right, is X Pac there? X Pac is not there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, X Pac's sh- always there. Um, well, no fair, but I think she she. Well, how many? Se- it is one movie she was in, and Buffy was in a bunch of seasons. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can 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 who can fly a spaceship? I don't. I don't think. Uh, if if I were to guess, I'd say probably Abigail Whistler. She's used to all the technology. Nosferatu. Nosferatu could. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair. I'm not. I'm not judging. Yeah, well, that's fine. You know, just just saying, su- you know. surprise. But if you have I'm any surprised. comments, you can leave them at the Throat on Thursday Facebook. So I'm if you have it, <laughs> him going to a group. <laughs> I know. John, Johnny, make. <laughs> I have to show him. Yeah. <laughs> Tell everybody how angry I am. <laughs> Wait till I get an iPhone. <laughs> so I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Yes. Thank you once again for being with us for uh, episode whatever asshole this is. 14 asshole. 14 asshole. Episode 14 asshole. And uh, we'll we will see, see you, you next, next Thursday. Thursday.